On this episode, we sit down with Keith Davis Young. Now, Keith is a local artist and designer, and today we discuss his collaboration with brands such as Willie Nelson, St. Elmo Brewing Company, Independence Brewing, among many others. We dive into some of his current projects and discuss the many ways Keith challenges himself in his quest for inspiration. Also, Mark graces us with his take on the similarities and differences between art and architecture. If you like this episode, please subscribe, share with a friend, and give us a five-star rating. Thanks for listening. Welcome to this episode of In the House. Today we are speaking with Keith Young. Keith is an artist and a freelance designer. Uh, he has worked with uh, local and nationwide brands such as Willie Nelson, Target, uh, St. Elmo Brewing Company, Lone Star Beer, Independence Brewing Company, just to name a few. Keith, welcome to the show. Thank I'm you. I'm excited Appreciate to have you on. Yeah, me so too. So I want to jump right in. I, I'm really interested in hearing your story, your background. And uh, so give, it, give us your background and, and kind of your history and describe in your own words what it is that you do. Yeah, um, well, kind of like I was telling you guys, I mean, I uh, I grew up about two hours away from here, so I had always kind of come up to Austin and recognized sort of like the magic that it kind of held and what was the draw and having almost like an energy about it. I remember going to the drag and just buying records back when you would still see, you know, use record shops there. And as a kid, like just being in a bunch of bands, like that was, Austin's had that kind of magic. And, I, and a lot of, at the time, there was a lot of... Uh, design and artistic types that I just felt like I identified with. And I would, this is coming from like a very young state of mind, um, driving up from Bryan College Station, which is my hometown, which is yeah. just like a very small Texas town. I was telling you guys, it's like, it's a town you'd see in like No Country for Old Men. Like it's straight up, it takes you like 50 <laughs> years back. And which is like charming in its own way too. If you like small towns, like I think when I was younger, I didn't appreciate it as much. And now as I'm older, I'm like, dang, I had it pretty good. I could just like skateboard and draw in my room and play drums in the garage and you know like you know no pressure no pressure at all yeah it was really nice I almost like it's funny as you get older it's almost like I think some people like myself like maybe gravitate towards a more simple regiment in life or just more simple just tightening the circle and then just kind of like what do I actually want to do how do I actually want to curate my day-to-day you know what I mean and so I really I I actually go back and all my family's still there I'll, I'll go back there and visit them but grew up there I didn't go to A&M, the university there, but I had gone to Baylor, actually, um, after considering, like, North Texas and Texas. Um, I had a lot of family that went there, but then I just wanted a more private experience, and I went through Waco, Texas, and the only thing I really knew about that was, like, kind of David Koresh and all that. <laughs> so, you know, I was like, okay, so, this is Yeah, sign me up. Yeah, yeah sign me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's join a cult. No, I, I uh, so I, I just kind of, uh, <laughs> I went Oh, I was in uh, I was in Martin Dorm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right. And it's so funny because there's a lot of Austinites that I meet that I that I when I left there I was like when I get out of here <laughs> I'm not moving to DFW like everybody else. I immediately uh, like when I graduated, uh, which was in '05. It makes me kind of a dinosaur a little bit, but I'm like I had moved here. Let's see, yeah, around 2006, 2007. And then the first job I had was literally down the road, like I was telling you guys. It was a it was an advertising. And at that age, I was jumping out of. Um, you know, out of school, not really understanding like any of us, kind of like the way the corporate world works. And I didn't really, wasn't able to really decipher working for an ad agency compared to trying to work for a design job. I mean, this is back in the day when I was like printing off like MapQuest, like my next interview's here and I'm shuffling through papers and interviewing at 20 places while living on my buddy's couch in Barton Springs. It was 
really a unique time and um it was it was still exciting and even knowing not knowing where i was going to be but i ended up uh working there as like a junior art director so i learned process there really early on and then i also knew that i didn't want to you know not to knock advertising but it was like it was there was a different kind of dynamic going on there one was i feel like advertising has so much of this sort of message forward selling factor and then design has so much more of this rooted in like well let's really kind of weigh in all these other components of art and you know and, and it kind of goes outside of just strong concept there's all these other factors that influence the medium and so i really realized i was like i really want to be a commercial designer like i feel like this is a good medium between what i want to do and um yeah like mark you were asking about kind of like the photo taking like i didn't really i started really taking a lot more photography which is what you find on my current website and a lot of people ask me that they're always like you know why do you have all this like 35 millimeter work and not the design work and I really I don't know I was kind of wanting at the time to just I didn't want to show you know like a bunch of like direct mail ads <laughs> and a bunch of like whether like I didn't want that work to like one of my good friends um, who's also a studio mate at one time um, Ryan Rhodes he's part of this uh, design duo called Land and he had told me like show the work you want to do and it was honestly it was always like the most like it's such a simple ethos but it always rang true to me and so I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to show this work that I've been doing, you know, through in college and at this ad agency. Um, and so, yeah, I, uh, there's a really funny story of how I actually got, I actually got fired from that job uh, or I got let go because they were a sister. Idiots. Well, I'll tell you what happened. Absolute this is a idiots. really amazing story. So this is, you'll remember this time. Um, it was, uh, and I hope I don't get in trouble telling the story, but it's really fascinating, but it's like, they're a sister agency of McCann Erickson in New York. And so they would just like kind of like delegate all their clients. Well, like they had like acquired like Army as a client, mm. and you know, like any agency, they're like throwing work orders on all the art directors' desks. Like, here's your job for today. And one of them was like recruitment posters for like fifteen to seventeen year olds for the Army. And I was like, man, I feel really weird about this. Like, I feel like, like I, you know, what I mean, I just I have like unsaid, like I don't want to be responsible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And it really like went against. Wow. I just didn't feel right, and so I fought it. And they're like well, no, you have to do it. I was like, well, I'm not going to do it. And they're like, well, then you need to go talk to the creative director. And I was like, well, send me in there. Send me to Dave's office. And I went in there and they really, they just like, yeah. And it was during a recession, you know, after that, that second Bush administration or something. And but you I, stood your ground. I stood my ground. And like, I even look at it now and I'm just like so glad that I did. Like I stuck to my roots and who I actually am. Because I yeah. can't imagine even putting that out into the world and thinking that even, I don't know. It just, it really haunted me in that moment. And I just knew my true self and what I had to do and and it prompted me <laughs> to like jump into this like like just super poor Keith mode like I mean I was living off P. Terry's and ramen and PB&J I was living behind um, like Uchi on South Lamar <laughs> and I was like I remember with this fat bulldog that I had named Moose he was I bought him from a retired bull rider uh, he had he's he was like my sidekick so me and Moose just like living downstairs in this creepy old apartment for you know next to nothing and um you know, screen printing out of the bathroom, just like doing whatever I can. I was doing a ton of stuff for uh, musicians. I immediately pivoted into doing work for South by Southwest. Nice. And a friend of mine, um, yeah, it was really incredible. I like... You're all about that. And as a musician, it was so great because I just bridged it and I was like taking on oh, like ACL. small... Oh, my bad. Like super, super small. Like, But I was, I was even doing like small budgets for even just like friends bands. And I think that also just echoed what got me into all this from the very get-go because like... You know, growing up and skateboarding and playing drums and all these bands. You just seem like you bubble that. with this energy. And you just you, then you yeah. just channel it. And yeah, that, that's similar to the way that I am. Yeah, I, like I don't have like I'm not all architecture. I'm all, right. all my 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 
my design is not just solo. It's not siloed. Right? Yeah, I have most to, definitely. I have to have all these things pulling from different directions, and yeah. I don't know where it's going to come from. It'll be totally plants one day. It'll be I don't know. Another day. <laughs> yeah. It'll be music. Well, it's, yeah. One thing I love about you too, man, is that, and I identify with, was that <laughs> you also instigate that inspiration and discovery. Like you're traveling just as much as I. I found out that being, I now kind of weigh in like travel and vacationing is not so much even me just getting to you know, kick it, you know, on the beach and just, you know, Cabo Keith drinking pina coladas, whatever. I'm not, I have those moments when I need to turn off, but most of the time it's like that travel is in like integral part of my process. Like I have to be in another environment outside this bubble of Austin. For me, it has to happen. Yeah. I, I have yeah. to move. I, right. I have to see something different. I yeah. Can't, I can't Shake it static. up. Yeah, absolutely. Remember that little, it was between me, you, and Jason, that little design competition that we had between us three? Was it the AC systems? No, we, well, we started, this was when we were all at Jenkins, and um, I think just just to play around, we were just goofing around, we started this, we had this little design competition between little us three. Little Yeah, we, we would be like, all right, take one hour and design a shed. <laughs> or take you know here's cool. take another hour in design yeah one was like a uh, what was like an AC vent or something or it was an AC system and and I think the point was to try to like get you out of your comfort zone and, and think mm. about different design you know and 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 that was fun early man they should do that them. now I feel like I mean it's like whatever you can prompt ideation or it's like what can yeah. exude form and function and be unique and not templative and boring like everything else we see you know that's your thing too is like we see so much cool stuff like in like like I, I remember even working on the Willie Nelson stuff the Lucky Union stuff the first round like years ago when we first did the rebrand and I was kind of at the time like just wrapping nine projects so I was just burned out and I had to just be like alright I'm going to New York I'm going to eat a ton of you know dim sum and dumplings and like gallery hop going to refill and then come back to Austin and have that check where it's like dang this is still a small town like pretty much do anything you want, you know what I mean? And just having that check, like LA will do that, Paris will do that, New York. I don't always want to go to a, a big city. A lot of times I'll just want to go to like a, you know, even going to like, my, my girlfriend is a, grew up outside of Marfa, so like I'll go even out west and even a very desolate environment can check me, you know what I mean? I know like old Rick Rubin just like moved out there and I've been like nerding out on him lately with like his book and kind of going to like trying to explore process and letting the environment be an acoustic part. It says that, more about the place know. that you're going, uh, less about what the place that you're going, more about you as a person. Yeah, like you, yeah. you can learn from, you don't have to have sensory overload to come back with right. a, a story of something. You can find something wherever you go. Yeah. Even if that means that there's nothing that you're going and seeing. Yeah. And it's so still self-discovery. Yeah. It is self-discovery. But also if I can't, if I wasn't able to obtain it, like during COVID summer one, when we were all trapped inside washing down our grocery bags and didn't know what was going on. Right. It's like, I still had to chase that because I was busier than ever for whatever reason. I think people are still needing to keep their businesses alive. I mean, St. Elmo's a great example where you couldn't bring anybody to the brewery, but they had to move into a, a model of like, you know, distro. Production yeah, and yeah, they had to and release beers where you come by like a beer store and pick up like a 12 pack with your mask on. And so it's like four beers per month. And you're just like, I need four new ones, four new ones. And where am I putting that? Not that I, you know, it, it just, you have to kind of find that inspiration in so many different places. So I was just like, <laughs> throwing money at like photo books and like bringing a lot of like you know Ed Ruscha books like just buying old like edition <laughs> stuff and like send it to me just bring me bring the museum to me you know what I mean and like and just and listening to like a lot of like for whatever reason that I was working on a lot of Carl for St. Elmo and we always make a joke at the studio at the uh, well the studio and in the brewery but 
they're like such a band where it's like every time I've been working on them, I find myself in like seventies mode, like listening to a lot of Steely Dan. Yeah. And then Carl, when people are like, "What is Carl about?" It's like, yeah, it's always like throwing on all Steely, old Fleetwood, <laughs> Eagles, just dad rock, you know. That was that was me all during COVID. You should have seen. Me. I I was a mess, man, because I had gone through this gnarly breakup. I had sold my house. Oh. COVID hit. I was li- I had moved into an airstream behind Sahara Lounge that was fully renovated and. It was just like hot wired with speakers. Uh, my buddy Tim and his wife Sarah had opened up the place. They're so like, "Hey, come stay over here. Five hundred bucks a month. My studio is right down the road. You know, like it's literally down Springdale, dude. Is where it was. Like, imagine driving from there to nice. Sahara Lounge. And so I, it was like five hundred bucks. So I was like jet set Keith, like getting over this breakup and just like living in this airstream, <laughs> fully renovated with my my Boston Terrier and like. I was like, all right, I'm going to London. All right, now I'm going to Cape Town. I'm jumping around and using that as sort of my home base, letting Austin be that, you know? And um, yeah, every move has always been with the intention of like prompting discovery and inspo, you know? So you, you move from Central East Texas and then you come to Austin. It's the natural thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Y'all in on this place? Or yeah, like everybody, uh, <laughs> everybody keeps moving here. Everybody keeps on putting their hat on here. The world is a big Dream place. So Dude, I, and that's so funny that we're saying this right now, we're talking about this, because in that breakup, I went through these series of emotions that I think were what I call a, like a, a healthy detachment, where I was like, okay, I'm having to get over this breakup, now I'm, I'm getting over this like house that I'm selling, but then I started reassessing Austin, being like, okay, so what's your relationship here? I was like, well, I'm not Keith in my 20s being like, this is my, this is my anchor, this is where I'm here forever, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was more like, okay, it's a great city, but man, you... I just got back from like Cape Town, South Africa, watching my best friend get married. Like this is this tiny blue dot has like a lot of beauty in it, and like I didn't want to ever limit myself. So I started really like redesigning my life, and through that, I feel like during that really hard time, I was like, and a hard time for everybody during COVID, but it was kind of a twofer for me because I was juggling a lot of stuff. And man, I was a wild man, dude. I had like a desert rat haircut and this like T-bar mustache. I was like grilling out near, near the airstream, like it's like. A wild man, and uh, but but what came out of that was like the true essence of like who I actually really am, and and I have like I have like chased that like since then, and it, it kind of like broke me open. It was like this death and rebirth thing that kind of went through. Yeah, it's evolution. It seems like yeah, uh, the average sure. person probably has like five to seven rebirths or I think evolutions, so, and you've had four thousand three hundred seventy-two. Not to get, dude. I'm really into what you're talking about here because I was telling a friend, I was like, don't we replenish cells like every like seven years? And I'm like. We obviously have a thread of who we are, Not but key. but but yeah, the combo will still stay in there. But like, I'm sure you know. I mean, hopefully, I'm a little cooler when I'm in my like 50s and 60s. Like, I look back on my 40, 41 year old self, and I'm like, God, you dork. You still don't have it figured out. Like, that's the thing that keeps pushing us along. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I want. I want to be open too. I want to be. I think when you to also grow in, yes. as a human and an artist, you really have to be someone who is like malleable. You have to live in Austin and not like hate on the new. Be like, well, okay, there's some nuance. But, like, there's a lot of California emptying over here. I like bits of California. So, like, does that mean more active lifestyle? Does that mean, like, interesting restaurants? Hopefully they can preserve the arts and build some museums here, which would be nice. Like, more of that instead of just trying to, like, I don't know. Politics, beliefs, life in general. Everybody thinks that they put their stake in the sand. And then they say, that's what I'm believing and I'm never going to come back to that thought. And I'm never going to... And yeah, the, the totally. world moves. Things yeah. happen. Experiences happen. People change. Yeah. Like the the, the uh, for Austin, for example, the yeah. city's changed. Yeah, it has. And so I think it's it's good to to blink your eyes and come with the new yeah. set of lenses at, at what you're you're have looking to. at. And you you have to evolve with the times. You have to mm-hmm. like it's so it's such an antiquated thing to just like 
sit something, sit there and, and, and challenge, not challenge what yeah. what you believe. Man, my, my cousin Matt Young had lived in New York for six years, and he said it best because he had moved back back here. He lives in Austin now, um, and he said something so great when he moved back from New York. He was like, he's like, man, this is so great. It's so chill in Austin. I'm loving this. He's like, but I got to tell you, I'm tired of hearing the old Austin night saying old Austin this, old Austin that. He goes, welcome to every borough annually in New York. And I was like, damn, that is so true. Like... <laughs> and things do evolve and, think, and we just can't like claw and try to grip nostalgia I mean we can we I think we can just find nostalgia but without trying to control it yeah you know what I mean Martini's you can't control and anything in life so it's like if you can go with the flow and then find those echoes of nostalgia or inspiration you know what I mean that's it's kind of a fine line between that for me is like what's hitting on the personal level levels you know what I mean like what's making me laugh or cry there's like a documentary called like Beautiful Losers where like Mike Mills said that he's like if it doesn't make you laugh or cry it's really like you know what is it you know what I mean and you know same with what Willie says about like when you write a song it's the same kind of you know idea um, and so I don't know I'm trying to gravitate towards those things that pull from the emotions in that in that regard you know but yeah well so um, get deep <laughs> <laughs> we're talking quantum physics and emotions yeah. here you know we have a list of 15 things to talk about no, 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 talk no, 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 no. you can go anywhere with me man I'll, I, I'll dive I, into I, it so. I love it honestly I just um, <laughs> what des- describe a little bit like what's your day to day what are you doing every day what's kind of your bread and butter project mm-hmm. what, what are you working on right now what are you doing right now is actually funny I'm actually back on the luck reunion because uh uh, my good buddy Matt uh, Beiser, who has been operating this for like ten or eleven years or something like now, and he's a really great guy. He lives in New Braunfels, but has, has like been working on Luck Reunion forever. And we've been able to like jump on not just that project, but several other projects. Um, one, include I can't say too much about it, but one involves basically the surf uh, park that's in Waco. So it's going back to Waco. I haven't been back there, honestly, much like since I had gone to school, but they have a giant surf park with all these, um, like, I guess, like, professional surfers and all these other people, like, have been visiting. It's the only one, largest one in, well, there was second largest Coors, in the nation, I think. There was a Coors one east of town. Yeah, there was one here. Belly up. There yeah. was Inland Surf Park, I believe. And yeah. there was one that got, Inland. like, a... Uh, bacteria eating thing she had something in there eating flesh and that's no good yeah this is a this is funny because he was like visors like me he i think he has sort of like that uh like he's very much a beach guy very much like resonates with like the idea of like the surfer mentality it's very like meditation meditation-esque and he um i think he wanted to kind of like bridge like how can i get back to surfing somehow so he's like trying to move I'll, we'll be rolling it out really soon, but it's another fest that he's basically rolling out on top of what we do at Luck Reunion. And it's like, we've gotten to really like pair up and work on that on top of another project. And he's just one of those kind of guys that we have like a lot of creative alignment um, and just like, I don't know, he's a big food guy too and just like really personable and there's just no ego there. Really great. And he came back to me and was like, hey, we need to do a refresh. I would love for you to rebrand Luck Reunion again. And, you know, Willie's getting up there. He's like nine, he's in his 90s now. Yeah. So this is like, I feel like these years I'm getting to do this, I'm really trying to get it, give it a lot of attention and I'm not even really like the budget's there and everything like that, but it's even not about even like the money for me. It's just like just being able to like really take these opportunities to sort of like do some things that honor that artist. And like, I mean, he is like legend and like when he is gone, it is going to be, I don't know what it's going to be like in, you know, the world music and country and Texas alone, man. But, um, you know, he's like a walking Steinbeck character. He's just like, just 
it's Willie, man. You know what I mean? So I, I've been really just kind of trying to throw a lot of energy into that. In terms of like what's been like kind of the bread and butter was sort of like that project I t- was telling you about with the recent visits to Paris, Texas, mm-hmm. which has been a majority of my work has been in, based in hospitality. A lot of it with restaurants, a lot of it with like the beer and beverage world, like St. Elmo or Lone Star and Independence and all that. Um, my studio mate, Lauren Dickens, um, pretty much handles like all of Independence. So I've been really kind of like in terms of beer, uh, just like really honing in on just St. Elmo. They're in the process of like launching their second brewery, uh, which is like Northeast near the new, oh. the new beer works, so, which is where those guys first started. It's funny that they're both going to be next door, but um, like Mueller, Northeast? Uh, yeah, I'll be like near Mueller, like almost near like that, you know that dive bar called Silver, Silver Metal? You ever been there? It's mm-hmm. really cool. You need to go. It's unreal. It's, right. dude, in terms of discovery, you walk in there and be like, okay, like, <laughs> I can drink eight beers here. Yeah, but <laughs> but uh, no, um, it's, uh, and so we're kind of like, we're working on this new phase of like St. Elmo, and I'm just kind of really trying to focus. I don't, I don't want to work on like a, like, like, you know, like 30 breweries or, I don't, and I also don't want to pigeonhole myself as like, oh, you're the beer branding guy or you're doing restaurants in this list. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. I need it to change. I need new, and this is why, you know, um, so with St. Elmo, it's like nice because I kind of like, I've been working with them forever. My, my best friend who actually went to Baylor too, um, these twins, they're called the Jenna Tempo twins. One of them, Drew, he went to uh, actually med school. Uh, his brother, Matt, lives in San Antonio, lived in Marfa for a while. Um, and uh, Drew was a doctor, went to, like, he went to med school the whole bit, ends up, like, not liking it at all, and ends up, like, brewing beer in his, like, uh, garage apartment at one point. And then I was like, hey, you meet St. Elmo. So he's now, I get to work with one of my best buds, you know what I mean, like, in the brewery. And, like, that's awesome. And his wife is working there, too. And, like, mm-hmm. Brian Butler, the, uh, or, uh, sorry, Brian uh, Winslow is the, uh, the founder there. And uh, they're one of my longest lasting uh like work relationships like it's been like six years now and honestly things really took like an unbelievable turn when like carl hit the shelves because that beer alone is what i think like really sent things into another and on on another level there was more distro and placement and recognizability and it just grew their audience and now that's the other thing we're working on is like these four other beers that are falling after so these other core cans and it's been a tricky challenge because we they don't want to mirror what Carl. I don't know if you've seen the Carl can, Have but it. it's like it's that white can. It's like uh, I it has like the, see blue, that one. the blue. It's script. like really uh, minimal, minimal, real minimal. Man, mm-hmm. it, and it's crazy because it took like six months to work on that piece forever ago. And I and it was one of those things where they were like, I don't know, Keith. It's pretty simple. It just says Carl, and it's in, you know. And, and I was like, it's beautiful. I was like, please trust me on this. Mm-hmm. This thing's gonna like really cut through all the noise on the beer shelves, and it'll work. And it did work. And I was and I was really stoked on it because it was convinced them, dude. I did. Yeah. It, was, it was like well, it was a hard one because I was like, man, what have I let you down? I've been here for like four or five years. Like, come on, y'all. <laughs> and they're like, all right, we'll do it. And they pulled the trigger. And I don't think anybody's looking back now because now we're in a place where we're like, okay, now there's there's these other beers that follow it, but we can't play off the aesthetics of what the Carl can looks like because it tends to shadow it. So it's a new challenge. Like, okay, these other beers, what are they? What do they look like? And also in a sea of so many designs out there, it's like a whole nother challenge. So do you just replicate it? Do you have, no, I didn't. I, we went a whole nother way. So like, yeah, I've been working on it for, I guess since April and we finally wrapped it yesterday. That's why I went out to happy hour. It was going a little wild. I was like, we're done six months, baby. Like just like, so like, on cloud nine, just you know, getting on the other side of that, and also the the we were asking earlier about the bread and butter, the um, you know the big ones. Like I feel like I've been really invested in this Paris, Texas project, not only because that visit and seeing that those that town was so inspiring, but I think it's going to be the catalyst for so much 
like of the kind of work I want to do that preserves older structures. Mm. Um, I've been really tied to things like that, that are like are not just like new build outs and like sometimes like taking a shell and then how do you sprinkle and preserve what's there and like not adding a lot of quote branding Mm-hmm. end quote to it um, it's and beautiful like, as yeah, is don't it touch is. it literally. yeah exactly like Little Trouble that was that restaurant I did in Lockhart that was a lot like that where it's like we're moving into a night, oh, like 1902 building across from the courthouse this red brick building dude it was the guys from, from Justine's and they were like what we want to we don't care we want to carry we can't do anything in Austin because it's so expensive so we had to go out to Lockhart and during COVID it was really he almost convinced me like their exec chef Casey was like Keith you gotta get out here man you can ride your dirt bikes on like you know you just jump like you know, like railroads and like farmland, all you want. Have be your a own. Kid again. You can play, yeah, be a kid again, play drums at midnight. Nobody's gonna bother you. You can live out, you know, and like speaking of a small town, Keith, are here. I'm like, man, you're like, this is sounding real nice, but I didn't move to Lockhart, obviously, but but that was a really great opportunity, too, where it's like we just put a neon and then kind of like as you go downstairs to that whole what the experience is, it was like I got to really play into the ambiance and like the experiential design component which yeah, is like where my and that's where you draw them in yes. it's like the, the, this thing of interest in, yes in, 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 you know, like when things it. have an air and an energy about it like yeah it's that that's the thing that's attracting me these days where I'm like okay I still have like a lot of uh, investment in this because of that you know what I mean I want to I'm not going to be an interior designer by any means and I don't want to be you know I'm, I'm not qualified I feel like to be even like an architect but if I can bring like a brand identity yeah. uh, or like a visual identity mm-hmm. to some sort of concept into a space where people walk in and they're like, bring the idea. Well, what is, yeah. what is this all about? What was one of your I, questions? How, yeah. how much does he branch off into other things? Yeah. Like, I was going to mm-hmm. ask like if you ever dabbled in other areas <laughs> of design, cause dude, I look at your stuff and I'm like, man, this is fantastic. Thanks. Bud. Like, I love every, everything. Like just the style of your design. I'm like, man, thank you. How, like how can you collaborate you know, you're you're playing in this two dimensional realm. It's like, how can we we get it? You know, where we're playing in three D and oh yeah, like, and we're moving on that ever, too. Yeah, we're definitely moving in that direction because, and I think it's been a conversation where it's like social media and this di- the digital age has kind of prompted this thing where it's like, yeah, flat two D images from an algorithmic standpoint. This is so nerdy that I'm talking about this, but it's the truth. It's like in terms of us trying to market ourselves and our work, you know, those things don't have as much traction. So I started talking to my student mates about. Kind of what I was telling before we, you know, hit record. We were talking about sort of like a lot of my student mates and I going on these collective efforts in order to curate the kind of work we want to do. I think in terms of like showing those case studies and work, we want to go about it. That's not just flat images and like really nice, pretty architectural photos and this, this, and this. Like not to dismiss that. There's definitely a home for that. But I love the idea of like how can we like I we've we've had some uh, this video team. They're they're called Lua. They unfortunately just moved out this last week. Yet, my buddy Matt Rainwaters is also a videographer to, and he's moving in this space. But we were talking about how video is almost like this new format to help bridge that. It not only mm-hmm. just algorithmically, like how things are turning into this, like, like reels and whatnot. You know what I mean? People yeah. want to see moving images and also experientially. Like, we were talking about that with even one of the bars that we wrapped up in Denver. We we're like, what if we just did, did like a point of view where you're walking downstairs and you're ordering, you know, a shot of whiskey and a beer at the, at the bar and you're pivoting over and looking at the menu and you're taking in the ambiance and the design and like, that is so much more interesting yes. than like me just slapping yes. like 10 photos in a carousel and be like, yeah, here's this work. Like, unless you're really bridging what it feels like to step into that dark, gloomy, romantic bar and order these cocktails and see that menu and hear this music, like you're going to have no idea what, what we're going for here. You know what I mean? And so it's like, 
I don't know. It's curious to see where that even goes. I mean, I'm sure we'll be talking about VR probably like in 30 years of like, you know, oh, you want to see his case study? We'll put on this helmet. You know what I mean? And you want the man with the perfect mustache, with the perfect apron, (laughs) with the perfect thing. He's always always needing the the lemon. Yeah. It's all about that for me, man. And it's all about like, I hate going into places and seeing just like a logo slap. I love going to places where I'm like, man, where are we? Like you ever gone to like Tartine in San Fran where you're like, man, I know I'm looking for Tartine. I want to get this croissant or this baked good, but there's like this black building with like a line outside. You're like, I think that's it. And then you're staring at the window and you see a menu and it says, it says Tartine. That looks right. Discovery. Yeah, 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 Discovery. I, kinda, yeah, I, yeah. I like that you know, idea you know, of, you know. of like this great spot that really has no branding or no advertising. Yeah. And you, you do, you discover it. Because I was reading the other day about this, uh, this steakhouse that's like way up north Texas, like in the Panhandle. Uh, Oh, what what is it up there? It's like psh, North Van Marillo, almost on the border. Is it not the, the one that has this, like the seventy two ounce steak challenge? No, 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 I've been there. I know. Oh man, I have uh, a wild. Oh yeah, I've been there several times. Uh, <laughs> the, the big Texan. Yeah, the big yeah, Texan. Yeah, that's big it. Texan. That's yeah, it. I had a but, a friend of a friend. I've met him. His name was the Goose, and he actually did that challenge. He sat there and did the seventy two ounce steak, and then he was like literally after eat because you have to eat all the sides yeah, yeah. and the whole steak. And he literally, his Goose literally sat back and he just goes, this is my friend Buck's story, so I can't take all credit. But he, uh, literally Goose sat back and he goes, do you guys have any pie? And he <laughs> ate pie. They were driving to Coachella. They said that the the AC in the van cut so they could just smell Goose's meat sweats the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So disgusting. rough. I was like, that's the most disgusting story I've ever heard of. There, there's this steakhouse. And I wish I, I could remember the name. But again, it's like there's there's no branding or advertising, but it's, it's like this little wooden... Sign on the side of the road. We do says, what like, we do. Steakhouse, we'll you know, yeah, it's, it's like awesome. an arrow pointing this way, and everybody drives by it. They know nothing about it, but you go there, and I've I've read the reviews on it, and it's like this is the most amazing steakhouse ever. Wow, and that's so cool. And little spots like that, I think, are super cool, and oh, like, yeah. they they kind of you know, there's this. They don't try. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem that way. It doesn't seem like yeah. it's but they let. It's like they let the work speak for itself. That's the best right there. And it's like when things get like commodified and it blows it out and there's like so much talk and it lets down expectations, that's one thing. But if you're the one walking in there knowing that you're getting like, you know, some sort of like, you know, $40 steak that is just like blowing your mind and yeah. you just follow that wooden sign with the arrow and know that and, and it delivered on another level that you never forgot, that's... That's what I'm all about. I, I feel like a lot of times, um, like Austin is missing a little bit of that, like the grit and like the kind of discovery and with a lot of that. Because a lot of these things get blown up so big and let down expectations. You'll go to these some of these newer restaurants and drop hundreds of dollars even with like a group of friends or like mm-hmm. on bottles and like a really nice dinner. But is that dinner sticking on the level of like something you maybe had in New York or like, you know what I mean? Like sure. some place where it's like, I don't know, I had this one time and it, it definitely stuck to my ribs. You know what I yeah. mean? Like just those... I don't know. I don't know those sort of experiences, and I, I like for, to see Austin like challenge that more. Like, just break outside of what we kind of know. Like, there's been so many concepts that have like come through here, and it just was one of those moments where it was like Austin's quote not ready for it. Like, there was a friend's restaurant that just didn't make it uh, near uh, Counter Cafe on the East Side a while back, and I swear this like space is haunted because we had some friends like trying mm-hmm. to do like a like a tiki bar kind of like concept after, but. The, the restaurant prior to that like went under because it was like so vegetable focused it was like small plate but like at the end of the day Austin wanted tacos and barbecue so it didn't really <laughs> survive you know what I mean yeah. and we get it it's like that is like I mean it's like you come here and do that you can either you can, you're definitely saturating it but it's like when is when are people going to take those jumps of like 
let me try this and see what y'all y'all think. You Did know? you ever see that in Brian? Because I, I know this happened a lot or a few times in, in Brenham uh, where I grew up. But like, there's this one, like you said, this restaurant that was haunted. Mm-hmm. So I like, guess this one building, and it seems to be like almost like a hermit crab. Like one <laughs> one restaurant will come in yeah, and they'll run for a while, exactly. and then they'll fail, and they'll they'll move out, yeah, and then exactly. it stays dormant, and then another restaurant will come in. And yeah. Re- rebranded but it's the same building and this, everything it's something man I don't know what that's all about I mean even the, the original Easy Tiger has kind of had its stays but even like I don't want to name off the restaurant that's there now but you can probably guess but it's like essentially where Kanji is it's been like a slew of concepts before that within a decade and like it's it's hard man like rolling out a lot of those con- like I used to outside of design want like my, my girlfriend and I were talking about this on the way to uh yeah, Carly and I were, were heading to... I, I go to Deep Eddy every day, man. I'm a pool rat. That's your thing, too, is like... Yeah. I am always swimming laps because that... I'll just get in there and swim and then, like, it kind of, like... I don't know, loosens my brain up. It gets all the anxiety out and then I want to just go make art. I don't know if that makes sense, but There's it's something about, like, physical, physical exercise. A lot of times, yeah. like... A little vitamin D, yeah. You, yeah. you probably don't... Well, you probably do. Like, a lot of times, when, like, in the evenings when I'm texting you, like, hey, we should do this. Or, hey, there's a thought about this. I'm working yeah. out. Yeah. Usually, that's what I did on something. I can definitely relate to that. And, like, my, my the blood's flowing. The yeah. oxygen yeah. in your brain. We're like, oh, this is great. Let's do this. What I was telling Carly was, like, I she asked me, she's like, well, what would you want to do outside of this thing? Because I feel like there's so many times where I'm like, I don't, like, I do have hobbies, I guess, and things that I enjoy out of this. But I'm not really diversifying a lot of those things. And it's like, and what would I want to do if, like, you know, AI took over my job and tomorrow I didn't have this design stuff. I was like, everything was just like gone. I remember somebody brought this up and it was like a part of me where I was like, almost like, I was like kind of like smiling about it because I had different, like again, that attachment thing. I was like, that's interesting. I guess maybe I go work in a vineyard. You know what I mean? I'm just like, if I didn't have a choice to be like, and I had to pivot, it would be this. But for a good while, it was wanting to move into like maybe doing a restaurant or like a small natural wine bar or something like that and awesome. now after my friends doing that stuff i'm like man that is a gamble it is so hard to pull yeah. that off and as y'all know you know they're building these things and how much money goes into it and how then you're not seeing profit for a year or two you know it's like yeah yeah those the first bank. three years the hardest i think with, with small yeah. businesses that's when a lot of them fail yeah. but um, i i want to say i'm glad you brought that exercise thing because you know that's something for me i came from like a family my dad was doctor nurse my mom's nurse practitioner sister's a nurse I was like the one like kid that was like kind of into music and like drawing all that. So mm-hmm. like, but they were all super active and I had grown up playing basketball, skateboarded, did some things, but like I never really, and I appreciate exercise, but I never got into it. But now as of lately living in Austin, I don't know. I think it's also, my studio mates are pretty active people. Like Lauren is super active with basketball and I was actually going to a trainer with her. I went to like Barry's boot camp. I was loving these exercises that were just like kicking my ass. There's something about that that was just like so nice to have something just like completely destroy you and then you kind of come out of like okay i'm not dead i'm alive like yeah. you know what i mean i feel good and like i can have the worst client call in the you know at three o'clock and i'm just like all right whatever cool i'm gonna go get some coffee now you just like everything rolls off your shoulders you know and um and i realized that like i started repositioning uh, like physical exercise as a tool for kind of weird process. Yeah, it is. It's so, it's I ran, like, I ran so, three miles before I came here. Oh, and I've been weights afterwards, and I feel dang, you're at you're getting, so, getting after it, Mark. Yeah, awesome, Mark, man. You're looking no, like fine. Dude, you're, you're, uh, dude, I did not. So he, he posted a photo earlier that was so yeah. inspiring. Yeah, where you were like, 
two hundred something pounds. Two sixty five to one. Two sixty five, buddy. And then you're like, and you're like, and depressed, and you can see it in your face. Yeah. But then seeing Mar- Mar- like in that second photo where my- Mark's eyes are glowing, and this guy's like, it's not look how happy this guy is, man. You look great, GQ in it over here, dude. Thanks, dude. <laughs> it's not like rocket science. Like take care yeah. of your body, take yeah, care yeah. of your mind. Yeah. Like, it's a, it seems it, like we've, and we've, it comes out in your work. It we've, totally we've does. Lost yeah. that these days. I mean, people Absolutely. like physical exercise is so important. You know, it because for me, it's like if I, I put myself or I try to through some pretty hard exercises, it's like when you come out of it and you say, like, okay, I know if I can get through that, I, I can get through just about anything else. That's you know, so true. Yeah. You know what Absolutely. I mean? It's like it really, you know, I, I like to say I'm not, I'm not working out, I'm training. And it's like, yeah, what are you training for? It's like, well, I'm training for life, man. I'm <laughs> training for life. Yeah. I hear you, buddy. I hear you. And I, I think it's really nice to set, set those like physical challenges that really just sort of, uh, I, you know, I honestly really got into this. One of your questions that you had hit me up early was around like sort of physical challenges, but then also mental challenges. Like I got real deep into this stuff, like through like meditation and I got into like hot yoga for, uh, for a hot minute because my ex actually taught that. it and it, it was, that. it would, it would beat it out of you, man, like a Barry's class. It was really exhausting and I was in the best shape of my life. I'm trying to get, trying to get back to like, just like Cabo Keith bought. I want to get, I want to be able to just... Yeah, I want to look. I want to be able to say we're not really wear speedo burn swings, but if I wanted to, I could do that. No, but uh, but uh, <laughs> but, uh now, buddy. yeah, you get to edit that one out. No, no, yeah, right, yeah. But uh, but what I was gonna say was, um, yeah, I um, I went down this wormhole of like exercise, also bridging something that was like a meditative factor, because I would could I could finally like exercise and like and bridge like sort of these moments that felt like I was engaging the runner's flow or the runner's high or yeah. Yeah. you mean or like checking out like well where was it last hour when I was running through the woods or doing whatever you know what I mean and um and yeah and so I that also start me down this like weird path of like I got into meditation really like intensely like like David Lynch and TM and everything he was into and um and then I really got into like weird stuff like float tanks honestly for a quick hot minute and then like a guided meditation hypnosis and I was like man the mind and the body are these two two things I really feel like if I can really like dial them in to be like hyper aware of both of these models like they're going to be these really active tools for creativity and i would go to the meditation hypnotist this guy i'll never get his name is uh james hazelrig i think he was like up north and i would walk in and it, like the whole room looked like sharper image it was just like a like a leather chair that had like you know what i mean he's like sit down and there's like all these crystals and like he would put me under and he would record it and he'd walk me through it and i told him my whole objective was essentially just to bridge like a better internal monologue so there was some anxiety going on there but then the other part of it too was like I was like James how can you bridge like how can you peel this onion back to where I'm more open and and able to take more risk in my work and I'm still there I'm still trying to get out of my comfort zone like that luck reunion thing was like it's a totally different branding assignment because it's not me building a logo it's like that was already built so it's like what am I what am I rebranding so it was like all the stuff he had referenced which you'll see in a lot of the work that comes out he was like showing me like old Ethiopian jazz records and international records where you like saw like the type set on an old photocopier, you know, like, like cut out photo really crap in a really crappy way. And then it would be like photographed and then layered. And I, and I was like, man, I'm literally going to have to go the old analog way to like recreate this art. And, and mm. you know what I mean? It's a different process. So, and I like that. It puts me in this like uncomfortable way. I get like a lot of anxiety, but once I get going, man, I'm like, okay, here we go. Let's see where this. That, well, that's what I wanted to ask you. Uh, was what what are those things that get you out of your comfort zone? What mm-hmm. challenges you? In you know, we were talking about some physical challenges. Yeah. Uh, what challenges you in your in your art? In my art, I mean, I think it's just sort of like just kind of moving away from the redundancy, where it's like 
it gets a little monotonous and I, I, I love and appreciate the work I do, but when someone's just like, hey, I need this and it's this and then it's this and then this, like it's like a logo and then like a menu and then like signage and then it's this and it's like, that's all really fun and I re- I'm very invested in the work that I say yes to, um, but the, um, but when those weird ones come my way that are just like a really interesting concept and it's uh, something I've really never worked on before, like there was uh, this agency here in town, they're like a sister agency to, to uh, Wine Kennedy and they're called Callan and one of the projects that hit me up with months ago was like, hey, can you do some like, like literally brand a giant like solar powered Roomba? And it was like the size of that couch, like it was huge. I'll have to show you a photo of this thing. And it was like, and they created this thing just so they could put it downtown and it would like bump into people and bump into cars. And they just were doing it as like a guerrilla marketing kind of thing and like made a commercial out of it, which is hilarious. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I've never branded a Roomba or a solar power, you know, powered 10 foot Roomba before. But those little funny like sort of opportunities where you're like, okay, this is really weird and out of the norm, but like what a weird challenge. Like I have to get outside of my normal protocol, I should say, or process to sort of assess work like that. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I really love that. And like, it's nice to just like, again, like getting outside of hospitality too, like, um, you know, doing things that are just in a different medium. Um, and or I should say not so much a different medium, but just like, I, I guess stylistically, you know, they, like the luck reunion thing is like so much of getting back to my roots of like what it felt like making show posters for, you know what I mean? And playing and trial and error and experimentation. Like, I never take time to do that most of the time. I have a very clear idea of what is going down because of the process, which usually starts where I'm like, the client comes, I'm giving them this questionnaire and like all these questions to extrapolate all this information. And then I'm pulling some mood boards and like treatments and references. And then I just distill all that into like what I present. So let's talk about that. Yeah. <clears throat> That's one of my questions. Yeah. So in architecture, mm-hmm. you come in, they say, I need a three, two with a cup card parking here's my lot and then we go oh god okay i'll put it here and then there's always the initial idea it's like how do i i do this thing and then there's the the idea and oftentimes there's a lot of input that comes in that comes Mm -hmm. contrary to the original idea yeah and then it has to mesh and meld to it and then is that because is that because there's too many cooks in the kitchen usually is that usually the case you have too many voices kind of like wanting to or self-doubt or you know whatever yeah it's it can come from a myriad of different things because design is not a linear process it's very uh, all over the place sure then uh, then, then there, there's the output. So there's the beginning, the, the, they call it the party in architecture mm-hmm. where this is the, the sketch and then there's the output and there's all in between. Mm. Um, how much of what you're doing at the very beginning shows up at the end? Well, it's funny. Um, a lot of it does show up. It's, it's, I worry more about sort of like after the handoff is made, will they be able to continue the continuity of the brand? Because sometimes those things fall off if it's not sort of like managed. You know what I mean? They'll usually do, start try to, you have to really set them up with like almost like these like guidelines. Backbone yeah, a backbone to where it's like there's, it's going to be dummy free, air free, where there's, it's, it'd be really hard to mess this up. And you have to, you, you know? have to have buy-in in order for yeah. that to work. So right. you're, you're obviously a, a good yeah. salesman to be able to make sure. And, and honestly, to your question too, Mark, I think that's another part of me where I'm like, even now moving into a place with my career where I'm very interested in the idea of like partnership, kind of like what I've like discussed, you know, with like, you know, like specific clients of like, we can keep this going, but how do we kind of keep this thread of continuity here? How do we, yeah. And how do we also evolve it together where it just like feels right and doesn't fall off? Um, yeah, those collaborative efforts are really nice. I think a partnership is really cool because there's like self-investment in it. It's not so much you just always building value for somebody else. It's also like, 
Well, I also have like some, you know, it's not a dilution, it's a times yeah. two. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, does that answer your question regarding that? I guess in like leading up to. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, in architecture, there's so does many it get, like, factors. So, that... like in architecture, does it get like, you're saying like whenever you kind of have the finished product, by the end of the process, a lot of that just got lost? Like what you guys were hyped about? I don't know. People live in what I do, and so yeah. it's like it balloons or it gets moved, and then it's yeah. like uh, you come out with this thing, and you're looking at the plan, and you're looking at the section, and you're like, oh my god! It get, and, and, and on top of that is the the design. Uh, yeah, where, where you go through the process of the design, where you're like, oh my gosh, I sketched something. It's beautiful. It's awesome. Yeah. And you get in, you're like, oh, I gotta put details into this. Oh god, I suck. <laughs> oh god, this is bad. This is bad. Oh, oh, oh. we're making it malleable because you don't know what they're going to do with the space. Because it's like, what if like you build a beautiful yeah. space and so they're you, like, ter- they have yeah. like a terrible interior designer or they have and they terrible like taste. Dots. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're like some like. Oh, yeah. And, and then yeah, so the, and, and then dots. It, it's the it's the it's two layers. So it's one. It's the, in my ser- giving uh, service to a client that is getting at the end of the day what they want. Yeah, and then it's two. It's the you going through the pains that design is yes. to be able to get through the hard, 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 and then you hit it, and then I, I don't ever I think that, that there's a hit print thing. I think that you can always put more time into it. Oh man, you're yeah, you're a nail on the head with that one. And yeah. so it's 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 wacky wavy, dude. It's it like is. all over the place. You but that's that's your experience with it, if you think about it, because everybody else who's seeing the finished product that Mark worked on is like beautiful. Mark it looks great, it, but it's, it's the, always better in between the yeah. ears than what you remember <laughs> right, than what yeah. it is. That at the end of the day, has been uh-huh. my experience. I've never had such a purity of like it came through literally exactly yeah. the way that I thought it. It's and, never going to be that way, and that's yeah. why we were talking about earlier, like in terms of like kind of being more malleable and open, exuding openness to whatever comes your way. Be like. All right, let's just see where this goes. Let's like roll with the flow of it. You know what I mean? And um, like, I think also for you to not be fully like happy with sometimes. Well, I don't want to say happy with the, the finished product, but maybe you're just being you're you're tired of looking at you've been working on for for years. You're like oh, on to the next. Get off. That's that that is actually a good thing because it's pushing you. It's the fuel under you know on the at the underbelly that's pushing you to the next thing. So I think if you like settle them, like I don't know if everything was like, yeah, man, I kicked ass at this. Yeah, this is great. Like you just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what would fuel you for the future stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Always room for improvement. And that's yeah. what, what drives me. Is yeah. That yeah. There's no perfection. We, we said this. It's, it's You can continue scrolling in on this thing and it's not ever going to be, you can call it perfect, but you scroll in a little bit more. Yeah. I can fix yeah. it. Oh, scrolling. Oh God. And so it's yeah. a, yes, yeah. most definitely. Yeah. I think that's a big reason too is like why I didn't want to just have a website for so many years. Now it's like, you know, I'm, I'm finally about to, I'm re-gutting it right now and putting that all out there. But a lot of that work was unrelated to design because it let it let people into where they, if they have found that alignment with me where they're like, I really like the way Keith looks at things. Like in, or like under, and it, it could be design or visual photogra- photographs or like music. It's like when we have these conversations and we talk about this and we have that alignment, you're going to entrust me with this because you see that I'm bringing ideas to the table, but also, yeah, but also, like, you know what I mean? Like, we're, like, getting to a place where I get it. Like, I I feel like I'm a pretty, like, like, I have, I'm a very empath, like, like, a big empath kind of person. So, like, real hypersensitive to, like, stuff like that. So, like, with body language and people, like, I love getting to talk to people and, like, really, like, dig in and be like, man, what do you really, what do you want, want to do here? What are you going for? You know what I mean? And it's helpful to, like, get away from a studio and travel with those clients or even get a beer and like sit down and talk life and art and all this and get to the gut of it and then make that alignment and then it's just kind of those of course moments then from there the project feels like a collaboration for them because they feel self-invested with you they're like right. Keith gets me 
blah, blah, blah. And, and I think that personal connection is really I love that trust. I, I love knowing I do that too. We, we have that paralleled uh, yeah. understanding of what the objective is. That's and we're huge. both going at it, and it's not the contentious. And then, yeah. Uh, I love that. Exactly. And that's why it's been so hard for me to ever like work for an agency because I, I didn't have any of that. I didn't get to like sit down with a client and like, you know, like have a really great dinner and talk live, hear about their kids and Short their, their story. Make your own you know, agency. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I, I think that's really helpful when you get to know the person you can really, even that can help be informative on what the project needs when you're like, oh, they're kind of like this. Yeah. I think they're into this, this and this. You know what I mean? And that questionnaire has a lot of that stuff. It's like, you know, down to like asking what their favorite color is, their favorite band to like, what are you doing this for? You know? And they're like, wow. It almost, a lot of times it, help, it helps the client reflect on it. They're like, man, I haven't really ever been asked that question like that before. And it sort of like informs them and gives them kind of more fire. One their question belt, you know? can answer a hundred, can have a hundred different answers. Oh, it's absolutely. Like a, yeah. There's one in architecture. I don't, I don't remember who, who said it, but they say whenever you get out of bed, Mm-hmm. Whenever your feet hit the ground, what do you want to feel? Like, what do you want? What texture do you want? What, what's the Man. What's the tactile mm-hmm. quality? What's the what do you want? And that can mean they could say something soft, and it's like, oh, mm-hmm. maybe they like it it, it. it it answers so many different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. Uh, yeah, I, I my mornings are really weird. I I have this this thing where I wake up a lot of times to be super transparent. I wake up a lot of times like with having kind of a funk. I'll have like really weird anxiety in the morning and it really, that's a big reason why I go to the pool at 7 a.m. because I'm just jumping in that cold water like Wim Hof style and resetting and like, baptism. Wow. Yeah, and then I'm just like, and then I'm just like, and then I'm like swimming laps and doing this one rigorous thing where I'm not thinking about it and then I'm like, oh my gosh, and then the ideas are coming to me and then I'm like, okay, I gotta go get coffee at Carpenter and then run over to the studio now. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, so and then I'm like rolling there and it's like, you know, like, just like wet swimming suit, the Birkenstocks are on. I'm like chilling with my cappuccino. I'm like driving with the windows down, you know, blasting record, all, roaring through Austin over to the east side over You're to the a studio. Cool fucking like, guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I'm trying to live life, man. I'm trying to hold on to these like minutes and seconds. I'm trying to like um, make these days count. I think like, and that's why I like getting up real early now. <laughs> it's not just because I'm like older. It's like I want to live longer days. Like I want those days to like really count. You know what I mean? And like, and I'm really anxious if I'm not inspired. So if I'm just kind of like sitting around not doing anything engaging anything or have some sort of problem to solve work related or not i don't know i and that might be the ocd in me i don't know what that is but it's something that i keep chasing and i i don't know what it even i'm even chasing sometimes you know what i mean i can't even define it all the time it's just like um it's definitely creativity though i know that's filling me in ways that is like sort of the language i want to swim in all the time you know um yeah and I'm always feeding it. I'm doing whatever I can to feed that. Yeah, you know? same. There's yeah. No, uh, yeah. That's what my, quote, self-care yeah. is, I guess, if you were to call it that. It's like helping facilitate that. That's where my finances go. That's where my attention goes. I know this will benefit this. And it's not because I'll be more effective or more productive. It's just like I'm happier when I'm, like, really inspired. Or if I'm, like, like I part of that. Okay, so going back to that sort of, like, morning anxiety thing I was telling you about, there's two ways you can go with that where you're like, man, what is all this? This is such a trip, life. What is all this? Down or up. But, yeah, yeah. But then all, the other part of it where I'll be like, man, but I'm almost, like, really inspired by the mystery of all. I'll be like, what is going on here? And I'm in this metal box rolling over to the studio. I'm on this tiny blue dot. What? Like, I'll just, like, chart, like, blue skying it and looking at it and be like, and, and that makes life just, like, so insane and just so bizarre beautiful yeah beautiful too i mean i have to go in that i have to stay in that realm not being like this is like blowing my mind i have to be more like 
what a beautiful thing. I mean, there's a lot of weird things in the, uh, you know, in, in life that we don't understand, but um, I think that's why a lot of times what inspires me too, outside of like, I don't just like hop online and jump and check out Pinterest boards or like tumblers and stuff or like visual ephemera to get inspired by. It's definitely a place for that. I think a lot of times I'm like looking in science, architecture, Same. physics, uh, you know what I mean? I'm looking at things like, show me a, like a David Bowie documentary or like a documentary on like, on like black holes and like, let this like throw me like into a spin mentally and whatever comes out of that is going to be creative. That's just the way my brain works. You know what I mean? I like stuff like that. Just to pivot, AI. Yeah. Pros and cons. Oh yeah. What's Dude, your, I'd love to what's, dig into this what's, with what's you. your, what's your opinion? Man, well, okay, so we had some we uh, we have some studio mates that are part of an AI company, and I had a really conversation with uh, their old creative director who had recently left, my buddy Ty. He had, he had told me this story. Uh, well, he had basically announced it when ChatGTP had kind of like hit the feeds on Twitter. He's like, "Hey, you guys have heard about this ChatGTP thing, right?" And he goes, "Yeah, all these high school and college kids are writing papers on it. It's like <laughs> phasing out copywriters and newscasters and all that and, and education and, in yeah, general. All education in general." And I was like, "Man, that's a trip." I was like, "Oh, that's really some Skynet, you know, 2024, like, <laughs> here we go, you know, news." But but then he was like, uh, "Well, you know, but then it's moving on. You know, there's actually like programs Keith where they can say like Keith Davis Young. I'm typing in Keith Davis Young logo like Keith Davis Young uh, or like logo like Keith Young or mural art, whatever, uh, X and all just whatever keywords are using AI will work the same way as like Google search. So it's like, it's really opening up the conversation. We, we started going into when we talked, when he talked about that, that program was intellectual property. And yeah. I think there's going to be more like theft essentially. Yep. Yeah. Um, once that, once we kind of like move into this technological advanced stage, whatever, whatever void we're rolling into here. But um, and when he when when he was like kind of telling me that I was kind of like well there's like nothing I can really do about that and that's honestly when I had the idea of like if when literally in my brain I started like smiling instead of being like oh my god I'm like I have a job tomorrow I was more like oh man this like all ends like like it wasn't like I hate what I do I love what I do but it was almost like if I didn't have a choice you know I'd be I would just pivot so hard I'd go do something with my hands you know what I mean I'd want to learn how to weld or work on a vineyard or do something that was just like fulfilling a whole other side of me with the last half of my life, I guess. You know what I mean? And I think that thing's still uh, in its, in its motion. I had a, it was really funny. I told this story to, um, that same friend of mine that I told you when I was in San Antonio, that my friend Ryan, and he was, he's such an optimist. He was like, he just kind of laughed and he was like, huh, that's cool. It kind of sounds cool as a tool for ideation. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I never really thought about that. Yes. Like I could literally take like some of these programs and be like, Hey, show me different ways that I can think of yada, 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 and then I develop those ideas. And maybe that's evolution. So I don't want to even write off this. Sure, like, sure. cause I had a client even that was a VR client and I was so against like, man, I don't need another thing that's going to plug me in. Like I don't need to be connected to right, right. You know, more, uh, more devices. And until I stepped in, he was like, Hey Keith, and he put the, he put me, he put the helmet on, on me. It's in this big open room. And he was like, okay, I was in this desert. And he's like, I want you to draw the logo in this desert. And I started redrawing the logo. Like he imported the art and it appeared in the sky. So I grabbed it and stretched it and moved it around. And then I started drawing it. And then dude, but then I started walking around the art and that's when my brain had this synapse. Like what's happening. I'm able to like step behind it and around it. And it seemed and it like, that was the synapse that I had where I was like, okay, like this is fascinating. And I think all these things are going to go into territories that are so like far beyond what we can even grasp. Like I heard some futurists talking about how like even with VR, he goes, oh yeah, the future will be like, it'll change filmmaking because even filmmakers, you'll have these people where it's like, you'll walk into a theater with helmets and 
when they put the helmets on, they're mm-hmm. watching this Brad Pitt movie. There's no film crew behind Brad. Like you're in the scene with Brad and whoever, and mm-hmm. like looking around, and that narrative, you get to drive the narrative, which goes against the director's intention of telling a, na- a story. So the curated. Yeah, you look here. Yeah. So it keeps in any medium of art, even music, it keeps battling like the human essence. No matter what, it just gives the freedom to be like, well, I want this. It's like this Amazon like. I push a button, you give me this. Like it's kind of moving into this like consumer mm-hmm. stage. I think that's the only incentive, honestly. At, the only B I made in graduate school was with a professor I will not name. <laughs> and I told her. I told her. They're listening she right has now. a Jane Jacobs. You guys know Jane yeah, Jacobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This idea of like uh, it's this homegrown hometown. Mm-hmm. Like there's the community is that the center of, center of everything. And I I wrote a, a contrarian belief that we're all gonna be. 500 years from now our heads are going to be like five times larger than what they are <laughs> we're all going to be in these like rolling devices and we're going to have a headset on us and it won't matter what the aesthetic quality is yeah. around us it will be via a lens and it's so bizarre. it won't matter the connection between we're, we're going to be these cyborgs that are like like just, wally or yeah it probably will i mean honestly look and at I my made a B. Now. i made a b because of that paper man i i think and i know this has like been beaten so mad like this this has <laughs> been like this is like beating a dead horse here but it's like the you know that movie idiocracy was so prophetic yeah. in regard to like where things are going like you can make bridges between like what's going on and you're like wait we have that now you know what i mean like it's slowly moving into that so true <laughs> isn't it it's like every day it gets closer and closer every day man yeah I heard a really interesting concept about uh, from a futurist um, Sam Harris I think said this and he was uh, I don't know if you like follow any of his works or his writings but he's a fascinating guy and Sam Harris is saying the whole objective with futurists is like they think this development technologically is like essentially our, our like fountain of youth like the whole objective is to try to look, figure out how to live forever and the mm-hmm. idea is that who you are they think that this is really out there, but stick with me here. He was like, who you are at some point will be able to be uploaded like an, like an energy or a cloud. And I know this, this theory has been thrown around, but if that's what we're shooting for, man, I don't know. I don't know. That just sounds so dismal. Yeah. So dismal. And like, I don't know what that even looks like. Like, you know, I agree with the ability that that could be done. Yeah. Even then you're copying yourself. Right. And uploading it. You're still uploading you it. You still would be yes. here. Yeah, you would still be here. You but then there's still a version. An uploaded version of you. So yeah. conscience is still here. You're not going to live long. Yeah, it's... I I don't think people even understand what... Yeah, and there's all these like weird like futurists too that are just like injecting themselves with like, you know, like young blood, like younger... Yeah, have you heard about those all those guys that are doing this? It's really crazy. Like this uh, one guy in like San Fran is like taking his son's blood and then like injecting himself and it like... To try to live. I think I have heard of that. It's really a trip. I mean, people are just like grasping at straws to try to like to defeat death. Defeat death. Yeah. It seems like technology. This like occurred to me the other day. Like the the advance of technology almost feels like the Tower of Babel. Oh yeah. That story. Yeah yeah sure. So you know the Tower of Babel was like, hey, we can we can look at look at us. You know, look how great we are and the things that we can build and create. You know, we don't need God. We're we're gonna build this tower to reach heaven. Uh, and that seems like technology is kind of progressing in that way. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, look at what we can do and, mm-hmm. and look how awesome we are. And, I think and it's, a, it's a lot of ego, man, at the, at the root of it. It's just like all ego. Like people yeah. want bragging rights by it. So they're willing to spend millions, trillions of dollars, you know what I mean, to like, 
genetically modify or, or bridge this other way of like what we think we can achieve like living forever you know what I mean are um, we a uh, solar flare away from that house of cards collapsing and uh, back, to the, <laughs> back to the stone age man there goes internet there honestly goes internet. I've been really getting not, not to go to, to you know talk about dystopian stuff but I really do get worried about Austin with like just this like hot heat we were driving around like even near like um Oh, what's over here by 360, that creek, that uh, Bull Creek, whatever cool. is that? It? Yeah. yeah. And I, I used to take my old English bulldog down there, Moose. I would take Moose down there, like, oh, swim around. And, and it's just dry as a bone. And I think about that, like, what this even looks like, you know, like 10 or 20 years from now. You know what I mean? Like, what it. We can't know, be proactive anymore. We have to be reactive. Yeah. Like, we have to, like, yeah. we, like as designers for a, a space, like, we have to, oh, shit, this is the new normal. Like, right. Um, yeah. And adapt to it. listen to anybody for the last. 40 years yeah we're way stuck. over yeah and everybody talks about it but yet like moves on to it it's like i think that's really tough too like trying to be creative when knowing there's like fires in maui right now you know there's like things like that like yeah. i remember i'll never forget and this happens even on a social level like i'll never forget this i've told the story to friends before how they're like um you know outside of like commercial arts like i remember when all the peaceful protests were going down and the covid and uh and covid summer one and i remember like a, a lot of like just I mean there was a lot of like brutal police brutality stuff going on there was a lot of like riots there was like a, just there was a lot of clash a lot of tension and I remember feeling like in that moment I should be out there doing something for this with my work like I should be contributing to like the NAACP or I should be giving to like some of these local nonprofits and I, I actually did I lended myself and helped out with a few but I remember having that sort of like moment and I'm having that moment again when I'm like kind of like watching the environment where I'm like what can I do with this that can like, I don't know, like, ha like outside of just like, you know, painting visual ideas for these brands or whatever, like, is there something that can help inspire or encourage or try to like change maybe even to some of these, like, I know we're, we're past, we're past the mark, but it's also like, what can we do to even preserve? Like, what can we even do right now to try to like, I don't know, have hope and then also move into a way where we can maybe reverse it in some weird way. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to hope a hopeful person, but. It's a wild time, and I want and I want to like start pushing my design in that direction to some extent, like in a larger format, but then also outside. I think like branding too. I want to try to make some sort of time with that, and maybe that's personal work. Maybe it's not for a client directly. You know what I mean? But it seems like you have more passion in that. Whenever money is involved, then it takes out the passion. So it's just hard to make time for it, brother. Like it's like yeah. so expensive living here. I feel like yeah. I'm like mm. constantly going from like one thing to another, and like in terms of like me filling time to let alone play music anymore. I mean, that's never happening. I'm like filling my boat with like all this stuff to pay the bills, keep the studio lights on with, with all my other, you know, like homies and then going home at the end of, uh, end of the day and, you know, seeing the girlfriend and it's just like, yeah, I don't know. I, I'd like to kind of cut out some of that time, maybe for more personal work to put that out there. You know what I mean? I've, I've had some friends do that and they say it's like so rewarding. It's actually yeah. giving them fuel for the other projects too because they're getting to do this sort of like I don't know. I think you can instill a lot of that in a lot of work, but it's just there's something else about there's there's obviously doing that kind of work too. There's you know? obviously value in what you do. Do you feel bad? Do you feel selfish in charging more for what you do? Uh, do I feel bad for charging more? I I don't. I feel like I feel like I recognize the value of what I'm doing. When you start seeing to like people, you know, scaling their business to like multi million dollar sort of like concepts, it's like, and you see what little part that played into it. Um, or they even share the numbers with you. They're like, hey, we just like made 50% like more profit than we did in this quarter. It's like, okay, like 
Mm -hmm. this, and I need to yeah. be charging a little bit more on this because you know what I mean, like this, <laughs> yeah. it, it's it's been really redefinitive. And then also knowing too when you like I think go go up against it's Austin so such a small town it gets really weird when you start going into like a lot of these like bid wars with like your yeah. other homies you know what I mean it's like this is so <sighs> awkward are you bidding on this too oh and a lot of times when it happens at a studio I'm just kind of like I don't even try to do anything when I'm like. I don't try to bid against my studio mates or anything like that. Uh, like that. That's a big reason why I like with like Lauren or anybody else that's in, in the shop. I'm like, hey, you just want to tag team it? Because we already have that creative line. We already do this. So like, let's just go in it together. Yeah. And I love doing collaborative efforts anyway because there's a better, I feel pushed and I learn more from those experiences. Yes. So I'm not trying to do this army of one kind of thing anymore with anything. Oh, thank you, man. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think like, uh, I, yeah, I, 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 I think there's like a lot of value in terms of like building this stuff and when you're taking the attention to just not be templative or formulaic, like you know what they want but you don't want to just give them an answer and get paid. Like I really have a hard time letting go of small and big projects because I just want it when it goes out there to like literally make some difference in stopping someone and be like, what is that all about? Making them laugh or making them be like, what is this? Well, I don't get it. You know what I mean? And like challenging expectations I guess of what people are used to seeing and all that work that I like inspires me is outside of most of the time it's outside of Austin like um, I mean I look at like stuff in like Berlin or like Toronto or like you know Southeast Asia you know what I mean it's always stuff that I'm like oh weird their perception of this is so interesting thank you yeah. and um, and yeah I'm, I'm trying to sort of like challenge the aesthetics of that and, and which in doing so kind of creates more distinction for your work it's funny that you said because like earlier you're saying like oh, like going through the work because like a lot of times when someone talks about going through work, I I can't recognize that it's me. But other people will be like when they see, like when they see the work they're like oh that's I knew it was yeah. you when I saw it and I'm like man thank you because that's really what I want is a recognizable I don't want to say aesthetic or style but something that exudes like oh that was definitely a key thing right there you know what I mean yeah. that's like really fun and that makes me happy to know that there's something there that's like a piece of me going in there you know. If somebody wanted to collaborate with you, mm -hmm. how would they go about doing that? Um, well, they'll have we'll have a nice new fancy website for them to reach out on <laughs> with inquiries. Uh, you know, they can just sort of reach out to me at like Keith at KeithDavisYoung.com. Um, is again, your like, is your work showcased there too? No, not the design work, but that photo work was like kind of the standstill. I've I've left it really sort of like on social media and yeah. this other site called Dribble that's sort of. Had its heyday, but it's more shopped around with other agencies. Shout it out. I, I went all the way through it. You did? a bunch of images. I love yeah, it. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, Dribble with three Bs, dribble.com, Keith Davis Young. And then there's like, obviously my Instagram, Keith Davis Young. Um, I feel like my Instagram is like really, I'm trying to really treat that not so much. I mean, I, tr I really treat that as a tool for work. Mm -hmm. I try not to like throw a lot of emotions into social media like a lot of us are. It's hard. Because it's a weird world, right? Especially when you're hard. doing something creative, like you get into that head game of comparing yourself to so many others and I'm like oh, I'm just going to use this and show yeah. glimpses of my life and what I'm doing and then just like I'm going to be over here your competition is yourself it's not yeah. somebody else right right exactly yeah but yeah and then um, I have uh, yeah I, I'm in a studio over at Canopy um, of like it's about like eight people in there um, we have a project manager that's been really helping out and it's slowly kind of becoming this sort of like collective effort I still have people that reach out for that specifically want me. If the budget's only allotted just for me to work on it, that's one thing. Um, if it's larger in scope, usually I'll bring in some of my studio mates. Mm -hmm. um, that project in Paris, Texas, I was talking about earlier, has been really interesting because um, they started off buying up all these like beach houses in Gulf Shores, and then like building identity. They wanted me to 
build naming and branding for each space, much like like Liz does with all her like yeah. restaurant or her uh, hotel concepts. And they're just wanting to do it for small beach houses. And then their hometown of Paris, Texas, they're like, we just bought a mid-century modern bank. Can you? We're gonna turn this into a hotel, and it's like amazing. And yeah, these mini McMansions, and they're like, okay, Keith, we want you to like create the naming and this and this. And that was just so exciting to walk through these. I, I have to show you photos. I don't know if you saw any of them, but like walking through these hallways that haven't been touched by time since the 1920s, and these old mansions with like just the railing, like the ama- most immaculate. You will geek out when I show you guys when we're done recording. I want to show yeah, you some photos, it. but it was just like nobody had touched it. I, I've never been to a small town where like things have been preserved so like immaculately and it was really inspiring to be like man i get to like be a part of preserving something here i think that really like hit some notes of like i don't know just being really humbled and honored to be a part of something like that you know what i mean um instead of just like a new concept new build and it's this which i don't mind i still love doing that the other project that i'm really excited about is something that's about to launch in san antonio too which actually is a brewery and it's called idol and one example of this i work we've been working with um good friend of mine that had moved from LA, his name is Peter Stanislaus, works for a company called Pouring With Heart, and um, he has, we've worked on a slew of projects together. He's also done like King Bee here in town. I worked with him on Stay Put, but there was a um, brewery that I worked on with my studio mate, Jacob Stutz, and my other studio mate, Lauren Dickens, and uh, our project manager, Heather. We had all worked on it to where it was like this old 1920s car showroom has no name. They're like, we just want to put a brewery in here. It's downtown in the Riverwalk in San Antonio. And uh, so we got in there and uh, he, we started the naming process and we called it IDLE, I-D-L-E with, uh, and Lauren, Lauren had really like come, like nailed down the naming on that with like this uh, kind of anthem to it, say like, like slow down, you know what I mean? Just like this idea of like slowing down yeah. and have a beer and like, but still, <laughs> like tying in the kind of conceptual sort of ethos of what this was before. Uh-huh. And it's just Love honestly, it, wait till you see the brewery because it's honestly something that we can't stop talking about in the, in the studio because aesthetically it's like, it it checks every box down from like vacuum form signage to like hyper minimal, almost Mexico city, like bright colors, but then like scale back and really like minimalist and like crispy and cool and chill like inside, like the ambiance is just so we worked with, uh, uh, Lillian Steckel also uh, interior designer on the project and Alice Clark and and uh, this uh, this this guy also Tom uh, that, that's like a really good good friend of ours and um, yeah Tom Have is uh, is also their their uh, GC on staff and it just became this project that everybody's like man I can't wait for this thing to go live and it has a pulse because it's like it really outshines like so much what we've seen in Central Texas like this place does not belong here but when you see it it's so special. And I think it's going to set a tone for us where we're going to probably, as Austin keeps growing and concepts get harder to really launch here because it's so expensive, yeah. more projects are going to are going to kind of show their face from San Marcos, I think. We're going to see more of that. And I'm when, sure I'll when be When do they busy launch? When, when do they... Uh, it's going to be the summer. It's September. I would love for you all to come down and check it out. I'm gonna, I'll be there first week of September because we're going to be like taking video and photographing the work. But, yeah, um, yeah, it's really like you can record me drinking a beer there. I will. I will. Yeah. This is Mark on his tenth beer. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta wheel him out of here now. <laughs> All right. So KeithDavisYoung.com. Uh, if you want to see your work, right, you and got then it, yeah. Uh, dribble. Yeah, I would go for, for the design work. I'd go to Instagram. I mean, the KeithDavisYoung.com is going to be. I'd say like three months. That new site's going to be hitting hitting uh, like the uh, public eye, and then. I'm also rolling out uh, with my studio mates sort of a collective um, like agency-esque sort of like body of work um, 
around the same time and that's underneath the name projector and projector. that's that's what i have with lauren and jacob and that and heather and that whole crew that. And cool yeah we've been kind of working on this for a while we just want to kind of like we built so many case studies with so much work that we have and that we've done together collaboratively like everything from like stuff for graham parsons to like 365 things austin to like that brewery idol to all these other bar concepts and we don't really have a home for it because everybody kind of had a piece in it so we're like let's take this and make it a collective effort and now we can kind of like i think get in those circles of like what an eight what agencies actually charge and when clients come to us they can know that they're working with the eight of us and not floating the overhead of 300 people i mean i'm not trying to call anybody out but like i think there's something that happened after covid where obviously more creative started working from home but then also there was some horse blinders that got taken off where people were like where's my money actually going like what am i actually where is this really like who are you paying and what am what is my return investment here you know what i mean and i think for us it's like we take a lot of pride in sort of like washing away what that is and showing like hey you're actually going to get very high caliber work an entire brand system certainly the talent is is there yeah man and we just like i don't know we're it's funny we 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 really juggle so many projects but um, you know, like we were just talking about Italy before this, you know, I just got back from Italy a couple weeks ago. We're still making that time to refill our, our, you know, refill ourselves. Like, I think when you say it's busy, it's just like, it's just a must. It's like, well, I'm not going to just sit here and work through the whole summer. I'm going to like divvy up my day to day and be like, all right, like I'm going to Carmel at the end of the month. Like I was telling you, and I've been to Big Sur. I haven't really been in that pocket, but I'm just going to sit on the beach and probably surf a little bit and, you know, kind of reflect on work. When I do that, it resets me. When I come back to this, it's just like, man, like... I don't know. It just streamlines it in some weird way. You yeah, know? pays it out. Yeah. It does. Yeah, most definitely. Well, Keith, I I love your energy. I really do. Thank you, brother. I, I really enjoyed our, our conversation. Yeah, me too. I want to keep in touch with you. I want to keep Please. following yeah. uh, what you're doing and, and promoting that. I think it's it's awesome. I think what you're doing is great. Well, I appreciate you guys like bringing me on because I know like I'm not the typical like you know p- person that's in your sort of circles and I and like I have a huge amount of respect for the work that you guys do. It's like one of those things where. When I when I meet people like yourselves and I know what you do, I'm always like, damn, like, was I should I have done that in like a past life? No, I said that like Shepard. I was like, no, no. Like, it sounds so interesting. No. Like the way you were describing, it, I'm like, man, I kind of like that. It's kind of does that to you where you're like, you're exactly where you need to be. <laughs> I agree. I, I appreciate that. I but I have a massive respect for it. The what? We say it's so funny, right? <laughs> it's that restlessness, man. I think it's like I think yeah. everybody does this. I say this to my chef friends. I'm like, man, like they'll talk about like even like blood, sweat, and tears going into like a dish. And they're not even able to preserve it. It's not like that thing's going to live on or be yeah. like sitting out there. And I'm like, how do you do that? Because like, I feel like visual <laughs> artists are people like us. I like, need something tangible. It's like you kind of there's like maybe this subconscious part of you that's like, oh, I need something that lives on that I knew will outlive me and I'll be there forever. And like for them, they're just like on to the next. Yeah. Like I, and like that's so like say la vie and so like that health that healthy uh, like non uh, I feel like non attachment thing is like. But I know chefs are also like a lot of people in, the, in that industry. I mean, they are a, diff- a breed of their own, and they have a different way around that. But the creative aspect of just like be removed from that is so healthy and cool to me. You know what I mean? And I think about that with like a lot of different like medium, like works of you know creativity, like what you guys do, and you know, down to even like musicians. You know, it's like I don't know. But I'm all I'm fed by all that. Like, and I honestly, as I get older, we were talking about this earlier in terms of tightening circles. I most of the time really just want to hang with creative people because I'm not a small talker. Anybody who knows me, I, I'm even through this conversation, I'm just I'm I, I have a lot of energy, but I'm also just I do not want to talk about the weather, and I don't want to just be yeah. like, you know, yeah, I don't want to just yeah. be like, oh, blah blah, you know, just like going through like 
the notions. Like I really want to get in there and deep. And, and when I get to talk about creativity on that level, it's just like, it inspires me on that level. When I get to like hear from other people that like definitely identify with that, it makes yeah. you feel not alone. You're like, yeah, you feel that too. Yeah. What is that all about? You know, it's a good feeling. Dude, yeah. awesome. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, I, thank I, you. I want to get you back on some, some, some point in the future. Let's do so, it. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it again. Love Keith, it. thanks for coming on. Thank you, brother. Thanks, thank you all. Thank Cheers, you. y'all. Yeah, Cheers. absolutely. Enjoyed it. We hope you enjoyed this discussion. For more information on upcoming episodes, follow us on Instagram. We want to hear from you, so leave us some feedback to help us shape future episodes.